My question is, does he roll it up or sort of tuck it to the side <laughs> where perhaps you don't feel seen or you don't feel like yourself? You're not here to fix him. It should be easy. Mm. It shouldn't be complicated. Your sex life isn't always going to be magical post kids, mm. but it can be if you want it to be. You know, you don't have to be a certain way just because you're a mum. They didn't just dip their toes in, they went <laughs> right in. And he went <laughs> right in. Oh. And I'll be the first to admit, do I have as much sex as I'd like? No. You've quickly realized your life is different to before. Long gone are the days of silence and a strong pelvic floor. Modern motherhood isn't as glamorous as they portray, but trying as it is, we wouldn't have it any other way. Let's remove the stigma, talk candidly and have some fun. The more you listen, the more you'll realize you're not the only one. Right here, I promise, is where you'll find a safe space. So if you're looking for some mum life balance, you've come to the right place. So pop in your headphones while you're doing a chore or pop a bottle while you listen in to new friends you'll adore. The struggles, the highlights, a little deep, a little funny. Welcome to Mummy Republic, where you'll find the me before mummy. If you watch Netflix or you have social media, there's a high possibility you've heard about the show Sex Life. It has grabbed everybody's attention with its very saucy sex scenes and incredibly hot cast. But for a lot of women, we're talking more so about the underlying themes of what is going on with the main character, Billy. And I think it's because a lot of us can relate. She's going through a journey of matrescence, navigating her new life as a mum, and trying to figure out who she is versus who she used to be. But she's done it in a pretty scandalous way. There is a lot to unpack when it comes to the storyline of this show. So I thought, why don't I drag in a girlfriend and let's do it. Hello, my friends. We are going to be talking about a very hot topic today. If you have Netflix, you will know that the show Sex Life is most definitely trending. So I have roped my friend Lane in to join me. Hi, girl. Hi. And we are going to unpack what happened and a couple of the themes along the way. But before we get started, Lane, you have two children, Hunter and Oscar. How old are they? They are uh, 17 months. 17 months. And they are twinnies. They are twins. They are identical twins. Yes. And they're gorgeous. And they're your first babies. They are. So obviously motherhood is a whirlwind Mm -hmm. and it's a whole new experience Was there any moment where you were like, oh man, this is not what they make out in the magazines? This is a little segment I like to call Have Kids They Said. Do you have any examples? I think I became acutely aware that my life had changed when, you know, birthdays or anniversaries came up. And Mm. I remember, or even like Valentine's Day, the boys were like two weeks old and we'd come home from hospital and they were just like between the two of them we were up all night and it was I think it was like 12 30 a.m on Valentine's Day and Jason and I just both looked at each other and went happy fucking Valentine's Day <laughs> <laughs> you just it's not the same no it's not it's no. not and it is those funny little things like you know your life is going to change but those moments that once you were just so completely selfish with mm. that doesn't that does not happen anymore no not at all no. you are thinking you're not actually thinking about yourself in any way you're thinking about everyone else yeah and then you you come last yep and so. it truly does not matter what day of the year it is absolutely it's not no longer yours yeah but it's beautiful and amazing it is magical it is yep um so I have roped you in to come and have a discussion with me and I thought you were the perfect person to do this because you and I always debrief on a lot of (laughs) of tv shows a lot of um 
pre-kid life. Mm-hmm. And for anybody, now I'm assuming anybody who's listening, and I will put a, not a trigger warning because it shouldn't be triggering, but I will put a warning on that we're going to talk about the details of the show. So if you have not watched Sex Life on Netflix, I do encourage you to either assume that you're not going to watch it and you're happy for the spoilers or to push pause, go and watch it and then circle back and listen at a later time. Now, Sex Life is all about uh, Billy, who is going on a bit of a journey of discovery when it comes to reminiscing about her pre-mum life versus where she's at now. She's got two kids, um, a toddler and a baby, and she's in this space where she keeps fantasizing about her ex-boyfriend, Brad. And it's interesting because I think a lot of us do this, not necessarily think about our exes, but... We think about our pre-kid life. Do you think yep, about yours? Definitely. I think that at the core of this show, there are some truths in that she is thinking about the spontaneity and the exciting parts of that life. I mm. um, also just want to note that this is a really good setting for us to talk about this particular topic because we usually see each other at a park with our one-year-old. Can you imagine <laughs> us talking about debriefing at the park? Someone overhears us. Did you see the size of his... Yeah. Oh, and we we will get to episode three because there's a lot to unpack there, like literally in more ways than one. And it, yeah, it is because now conversations are in between putting someone on the slide or pushing someone on the swing. And not only that, but you're surrounded by other kids. So are you going to talk deep and meaningful about this? Probably not. Um, but you make a good point. I think the underlying theme is that you know, she misses what she once had. And I think that that's totally okay. Yeah, definitely. I think that, well, it also means that, you know, you, you are more than just mum. Like you do, you are someone that likes to go out and have a nice lunch, dinner, drinks with friends. Like we don't, and as you said, we don't, at the park, we're not really having conversations. We are literally just like, "Hey, how are you? How's your week been?" I don't, I don't remember conversations that you and I have had at the park with the kids. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. So, like, you know, it does mean that there's still us there wanting that life outside of our children, which I think is a good thing. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think a lot of mums feel guilty for mm. missing or admitting that they miss their old life. Mm. And I don't think it's that you miss it in the sense that you want to go back there but you just miss you know like you touched on before the spontaneity the Mm. sleep-ins the selfishness because it does change everything for those of you who've seen the show billy has quite graphic (laughs) memories of her ex-boyfriend and look if we if we're being open i think majority of us probably have a brad to some extent Mm. Um, you know, he might not be whatever the hell he is, singer. No, he's not. Or well, record. Record producer. producer? Yeah. 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 So kind of a bad boy. The guy who was not good for us, mm. but that gave us that excitement. Yes. And it's funny you say excitement because what I think is that, yes, we've definitely all had someone like that in our lives. Um, I think retrospectively we realize how toxic they are oh, yes. and that sort of codependent particularly with billy and brad it's very codependent it's very unhealthy um and yeah our life from that aspect our life isn't as exciting but that's because we're not spending so much time going up and down mm. through these different ebbs and flows of this toxic relationship mm-hmm. one minute you're sitting at home crying because they haven't contacted you but next minute they've contacted you so you're you're so excited like we're back oh. um or you know like i just i think that that's 
yeah, the excitement is, oh, how do I explain it? Like sort of on edge. Yes. That suspense of not knowing. And really, that's not a good thing. No. So, no. and I think the difference with this show and maybe our lives is that we miss going out going out having drinks waking up at 10 a.m having a like leisurely brunch stop talking dirty to me sorry (laughs) (laughs) but what she's actually thinking about is her sex life with one person Mm. so that's the difference yeah so there is that truth there where we're missing our our sort of pre-baby lives but she's specifically thinking about sex this very adventurous sex life that she had with one person Mm. so that's where it's like I mean, this show is escapism, isn't it? Because it's oh, like totally. it's, it's got us hooked. Yes, yeah. quite shocking, but it's also probably not the greatest. Like she really is having a, sort of this emotional, I don't know, affair. Maybe. She is, yeah, yeah. And then I it gets real because then she sees him, and then it gets yes, deeper. and then she starts to actually engage in communication, and it definitely crosses a line. And I think. Um, It is interesting just to circle back. Sometimes I think we miss the idea of someone. Now, Mm. in this this instance, she vividly remembers the sex. And I mean, I think we can all get on board with how fantastic that must have been because (laughs) based on the sex scenes, like, you know, kudos to her. But I think it's, it's quite often we forget. And she actually admits in one of the scenes, like, it's easy for me to forget and to cover up the bad things that happened. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a fine line as well, because when you are stuck in routine in this life where perhaps you don't feel seen or you don't feel like yourself, like you used to, it's very easy to revert back and go, wow, you know, things were so different or things Mm. could have been so different, but would they have been yeah. Probably not in a good way. No. And when we see scenes of them having arguments, he's done something shitty because he did a yeah. lot of shitty things. Oh, yeah. Now, because she's got that psycholo- like psychology background, she's like, you're only doing this because of your childhood trauma or your oh. relationship with your father. She's treating him like a patient. Yeah. Like she's forgetting, no, you you two are together in a relationship. He's not your patient. Yeah. And and yes, he will come back knocking the next door, like the next day, but you're you're not here to fix him. It should be easy. Mm. It shouldn't be complicated. And I think, yeah. And I think there's only so much that you can attest to, oh, look, I had a bad childhood. Well, I had a bad relationship with my dad. Mm. You macking on with someone else at your, at her sister's wedding, like you can't drag that back to her father. Yes, I understand yes. there's a psychological, I need to push everybody away. Mm. But there's only so many times mm. you can get away with your behavior using yep. that excuse. And you're a grown man. Yes. Maybe seek some psychological help yep. to really make yourself better. Yeah, maybe not for your like for yourself, and also for the person that you supposedly love deeply, who's just gone through a miscarriage. Yeah, oh, like yeah, he's just bad. ultimate ultimate dick move. And I yeah. think yeah, a lot of us can relate to having that amazing, thrilling, toxic, poisonous relationship. Mm. Which I think a lot of times the sex is that great because you go through this roller coaster of emotions and you're so excited to just be reconnected that there's a lot of passion there. And some of that passion is sometimes anger as mm. well. Like it's not just love. It's like, there's a lot of feelings involved. Yeah. Obviously in the early, in the beginning, I really felt for her husband. Mm. Like I just thought this poor bastard has no idea 
what's going on. But it's but then he sort of it turns and he develops this obsession. Mm. You know, because obviously he tried very much in the in the early days. But mm. I think this is kind of a theme in itself. She had been expressing that I want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. I want more from this relationship. Like, I want to feel like a woman. Mm. I don't, you know, you, you're fucking watching football or whatever's on the TV yep. while we're banging one out. Mm. Do you think that if he would have actually responded to her needs earlier, that she even would have gone down this path of starting to think about him? And I'm not blaming the husband, just so we're all very clear. No, you're right, possibly. I think that um, it's a good point in terms of her feeling sort of empowered to get a bit of that for her sexuality again now that she's had two babies and she's sort of feeling obviously back up to just wanting to embrace again with her relationship the sexual like her sex life with her husband yeah um I think that he would have but I don't know if they're on the same page Mm. because he admits like I can't when he's reading her journal he's like you have done more than I've ever done. Yeah. You know, so he's sort of like, they needed to sort of meet in the middle. Mm. I don't know going to a group orgy is the, most, <laughs> is the best first option. They didn't just dip their toes in, they went right in. <laughs> and he went right in. Oh my God. So I don't know. I think they could have, yes. I mean, yeah. we, we know communication is the key in a relationship. And I think even after reading it, when he tried to replicate, you know, when they snuck into the house and they got into the pool, I actually feel like that was a little bit weird. I feel like that was probably a bit too close to home. Yeah. I think maybe choose a different adventure, buddy. Yeah. Um, and I totally agree. Going headfirst into an orgy, mm. oh, I just feel like that that had danger written all over yeah. it. Um, and it comes back to also acknowledging that post children, sex drives can differ like a hundred percent. Obviously when a woman has had a baby and every woman is so different, like mm. some women, you know, give birth and want to you know, bang one out straight yeah. away and good for them. Mm. Others, it takes a long time, particularly if you've had a traumatic birth or whatever the case is, mm. but then sometimes it's men and mm. sometimes our sex drives don't align. Have you found personally like that issue in sex drive post-children? I think so. I I remember like someone telling me that after a woman gives birth, a male's testosterone increases and that they have this, I don't know, overwhelming sense of wanting to get back into it, (laughs) Um, whatever that may be. Like obviously maybe sex is off the table for a good six weeks and it's other, you know, engaging other things and that's totally fine. But yeah, I think that... It was more the, the tiredness for me. Oh, I was yeah. just like, yeah, no, I'm so tired. Like if if I can get an extra, thir- you know, 20, 30 minutes sleep, I'm going to do that as opposed to that. <laughs> However, I must say like um, I think relationships are tested, as we know, massively when you have children. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason and I, our first child children were twins, so it was pretty full on. And I think, yeah, definitely – chilled out there for a bit but I just feel this like new because I've transitioned and evolved into this new life I feel this like new wanting to yeah get back into that I think that have a little bit of a pause because of life's transition into parenthood and then it comes back and it's nice Mm -hmm. definitely and I think it's it's very interesting because I have found my sex drive is probably higher than Dan's at the moment. Mm. And it like, he's fine with me admitting that he's, it's one of those things. And I think sometimes it just doesn't align, you know, the timing of it doesn't always align. And 
when we become mothers, like that's our focus. And then as your child gets a little bit older, and this is again, a generalization, they start to, you know, maybe be sleeping more or yeah. you're not breastfeeding anymore. And you feel like you're getting your body back. You feel like you're getting into the swing of things and you yeah. feel like you can reconnect with that. Um, and I think that it's okay to admit that it's okay to go. Yeah. Well, I want to feel like a woman again. Mm. You know, your body hasn't been yours for such a long period of time that if you're feeling like that, then that's okay to explore. And I think we're finding a lot more women talking openly about their sexual needs and mm. masturbation and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of that on the internet now, which is great, but it's important to understand that your sex life isn't always going to be magical post kids, mm-hmm. but it can be if you want it to be, you yeah. know, you don't have to be a certain way just because you're a mum. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is empowering to feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm mummy, but I'm also a wife and a partner and a lover yes. and whatever it may be. And I think that that's really important. And you're right, you do feel more to you because there's a period of time where you're like, I'm just mum. Yeah. And I'm just sort of surviving. And yes. then finally you get this back and you're like, it's a, it's a whole new world. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. I showered and <laughs> I dressed today and I'm feeling sexy. And I think like sort of back to sex life, I think, as I said, like I think they went a bit far just going straight to the oh, uh, totally. group orgy. But just little things like making time to go out for dinner and reconnecting that way or Jason and I went away for two nights. Like we haven't been away together for like a really long time and I think like those little things as well also it's not I think you know how people do the love language um (gasps) yes that is Um, on my list of things yeah and I can't say that we I think we did it a really long time ago and I actually can't remember so that means we have to do it again but those those things are important because sometimes for one person it might just be straight to the sex or it might be straight to the bedroom but it might be the lead up like we might need that random hug that random kiss or like Mm. oh you look great today or like oh you're looking really you know fit and healthy not fit and healthy (laughs) you're Um, looking really hot your ass looks good in those jeans you're looking yeah Yeah. exactly it might be those things it's the outside of the bedroom foreplay that is probably important yeah you know just like communication and just like oh i i don't know i I booked you in a massage just i don't know i think those Those things things. yeah Yeah. Um, but i think a lot of people forget about that and i admittingly do too you know sometimes again when you're a parent and i've got a nine-year-old like she it's (laughs) there's not a lot of spontaneity we gotta wait until she is dead asleep (laughs) before anybody's doing anything and so it's a very short window of opportunity Mm. and sometimes it's like oh okay quick you want to bang one out like let's we haven't had sex in a week let's quick let's have sex Mm. and you know, one person might feel like it and the other person might not. And it's all of those little things that add up to it. Um, I think my sex drives increase even more because I love seeing my husband as a father. Like I just, it kills me. Like watching him with our kids is just, I know. I think that's the beauty of a relationship, isn't it? Like you are together for a minute, like for years, you might get engaged, you might get married, whatever it is. And just, it goes through different stages and you, at first you're attracted to them maybe in the physical way. And then it's like little things that they do that you just like, I love you. And then it's like moved to the next stage of being like, this is why I married you. Yep. And you're everything that you 
embody is why I love you and then it's like the children it's just and I feel like you fall in love with a whole other version of your partner and that's what I mean about um your sex life changing it's like you go through a bit of a stage where you forget where where you are and what you're doing and Mm. then you come out the other end and you are reinvigorated yeah like oh let's you know bringing it back to sex life the show when she opened up to her friends and it was a very, you know, weird situation when they're on the street in Soho and she's like, I'm thinking about my ex-boyfriend and her she's friends. She's got the pram. Yeah, the, she's got the pram. How old's the, ba- how old's the baby, do you think? I don't know, but that baby always sleeps. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. so- <laughs> I know, there's a few things where I'm like, you know, at the start she's wearing the linen nighty yes. and like she's sort of. I, I don't know if she has a bra or not, but I'm like, I do not wear a white linen nighty. Oh no! I don't. I don't think my husband like. I don't. Sometimes I'm embarrassed with the underwear that I wear to bed, let alone <laughs> like being in a white. Like, you know, especially when you're breastfeeding and you're probably gonna leak through that. But yeah. you know, it was, you know, it was beautiful for it the beautiful. for the show. Um, but she literally communicated about the fact that you know I'm th- I'm thinking about my ex boyfriend, mm. and the other women are starting to open up and say, look, well that's you know, that's married life. That's that transition. You know, we all go through these stages. Mm. And um, one of the women was talking about how she started thinking about her ex and, Mm. you know, looked him up on Facebook and it was very tragic. And I think, again, sometimes that can be helpful, but when, when, you know, you've got old mate Brad, not Mm. so much. I think that's the other thing is that we need to be more open with the conversation in saying, it's not just you. Mm. There's nothing wrong with you and your relationship and your marriage. And it's not because your body's changed or things are different. It's just, it's a season, like yes. with a lot of things in motherhood. Mm. And, you know, the more we communicate that, I, I actually had a um, sexologist oh. on the beautiful Naomi was on um, one of my episodes in an earlier season. And her and I were chatting about this the other day, just through DMs on Instagram. And she was saying, this is a huge thing that I see with my couples that come in for therapy and it's, you know, marriage counseling, sex counseling, um, that sex drives are different and, you know, things change and it's just a period of time. It's not going to be like this forever. And I'll be the first to admit, do I have as much sex as I'd like? No. I would like a lot more sex in my life because that's go you. I'm, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> but not every day. Like not, and I, you know, I've got to be. The, I've got to be in the mood. Um, but I think because I, yeah, I am feeling in that mm. space where I want to reconnect with my husband, and you know, we've been through a lot, and that's just where I want to be. But our circumstances don't allow that, mm. and that's okay. It's just it's a season. Yes, and it will pass. And I think that's the beautiful thing about you know stable healthy relationships that you know that at the core you've you love each other and Mm. you support each other through anything so it is just a season it'll pass and you're willing you know you you know that you'll get back on track or that you know things will you know spice up again this is where billy i think there's more going on with billy because Mm. she's gone deep like she she's acknowledged that her sex life within her marriage is sort of on a pause or things aren't as spicy, but she's really deep. Mm. Like we're talking about thinking about going out and staying up, you know, late and sleeping in and brunching. She's thinking about literally the sexual everything with Brad. Yeah. So it's like, that's where towards the end of the, yeah, the show, this first season, I was like, 
no, like they're going to work it out. You know, yes. keep they, this is good. Like, yes, good on them. Like, and, and uh, another thing, relationships do go through bumps. So that's, that's okay. Like as, as long as you can work it out and continue on and, and both sort of forgive and move on, that's yeah. fine. So I was like, oh, awesome. They're going to, you know, work it out and continue on. And then that last, was it the last scene? Oh, and like I, I was listening to the soundtrack. My cousin was listening to the soundtrack on the way to lunch on Sunday, and then I started listening to it. And I think that song, that last song, came on, and I was like, just, I just was like, okay, that there it is. Like she definitely should end her marriage. Yes, I completely agree. And I found that ending so frustrating yeah. <laughs> because the show was okay, right? Like I wasn't like, this is my favorite show. This mm. is fantastic. But I had to keep watching because I was like, I need to know how this plays out. Yes. And I think there was a big part of me uh, and most mums that resonates with it. Cause you're like, well, yeah, I mean, she's going through yeah. a lot. She's got a lot of feelings Yeah. getting to the end. And I thought exactly the same as you. And also because she'd sort of reconnected with a different part of herself. You know, she was going back to uni. She was yes. doing something for her. She was wanting to feel like she was more than just a mum. Mm. And I was like, see, I feel like that's part of yeah. where you're at girlfriend get it, yeah. love this for they you. They drew us in. They did. Yeah. And then that last thing, and I've got a lot of questions, okay? So first of all, husband's tracking her. Did he know that that's where they were going? Well, because she said, I'm not leaving my husband. When the, when the, lift, when the lift opened and she stepped out and Brad was standing there, she said, I'm not leaving my husband. But does the husband know that she was, like, uh, well, have I they settled on an open relationship? I thought. I thought, okay, they've gone with an open relationship. But then he speaks to his boss and I'm like, so is he banging her? Yeah. Like, well, where so are we at here? I'm not sure like the sort of ins and outs and the rules and around open marriages, but like there was, there's more to oh, yeah. Brad and her. It's not just sex. It's not just like an open. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't think so. But so I've been thinking like if there's a season two, I think the opening will be um, Billy hysterically crying somewhere, completely broken down because I know Brad will his actions from their, their relationship yep. will come up again. He'll yep. do exactly what he did last time. Yeah. I just don't trust. No. Once a bad boy. Always oh, a bad boy. And I, I don't f- know if that's... I feel like, you know, and there's a lot of discussion around this and I do think it's valid. And, and for anybody who watches TikTok, you may have landed on these TikToks too. But there's a lot of talk from um, psychologists or mm. uh, therapists around the fact that you can be with a guy for five years who'll treat you like shit, who won't give you the ring, the family, everything he keeps promising you, but keeps sort of pulling away. And it's, mm. and it's an absolute roller coaster. And then you break up and six months later, he's with another girl. He proposes to her mm. and he gives her everything that you wanted. Sometimes I think, yes, the person has to change. But sometimes I think the relationship of you two together won't let it change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to be apart in order to no longer be toxic. Yeah. Because as much as I don't think, I think really any of that responsibility was on her, apart from the fact that she kept going back, like his mm-hmm. behavior was very, very toxic. Yeah. He kind of felt like he could do it. So he kept doing it and he kept, yeah. you know? Like Absolutely. I agree. I think that, um, yes, you wonder why that wasn't you that your ex-wife yeah. proposing to and having kids, but I think definitely, unfortunately, the hard truth is it was never going to be you. Yes. Yes. And, like, I think that that will turn, like, in turn, that is a good thing. 
Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. you're never going to, and clearly Billy didn't, you're never probably going to walk away because you're hooked. Yes. In some and way. it's that something typical, needed to happen. Typical narcissism, you mm. know, and like you just, you've got that, I think they refer to it as a trauma bond. Yeah. That you're just so addicted yeah. to the ups and downs. And I even know, like with my relationship with Dan, it's, and I still sometimes do it. Like I revert back to, I say sorry all the time. I say sorry and I do things that were a result of, you know, not a great relationship prior. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things you have to work through. But I think sometimes it's better in this situation where it's Billy and Brad, just let it go. And her husband was so lovely. Oh, I know. I mean, okay, We, we have to touch on this. Sex party scene. Her husband's obviously, like, he's been through a lot. He's been trying so hard. He's stre- <laughs> stressed at work. I mean, what does he, you might, you, this might sort of resonate with you. What does he actually do? They're talking about a merger. They're talking about the partnership. Oh, Where? What's he doing? No, investment bankers like, in America are so different <laughs> to bankers in Australia. I, I don't know. I don't know what he does. They're talking about nanotech. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what are we, like, at the lab? <laughs> we're in a lab now? Like, what's happening? I think it's, like, stocks and shares okay. and, um, stockbroker yeah. vibes which is not my area yeah. also would be boring af but um no offense to anybody who's a <laughs> stockbroker <laughs> but yeah like he's he's got a lot going on um he's been trying to save the marriage would you forgive him i think he's just so confused i think i think it would take a long time and she's standing right in front of him oh that's, my a, God. that's an image you don't forget i myself had my hands over my face Same. i was like i can't this dan and i were both like no no but she just stood there like and this is the thing that frustrated me if i had gone through everything and i was still saying no i want to save my marriage i want to save my marriage you don't let your friend suck off your husband you don't just stand there and take it like i know she was waiting for him to stop stop. the situation but i feel like he needed her to stop it because he kind of was in this place of, do, do you, you even was, care? Yes. This is no, what right. you wanted. I didn't think about that. I like, I think that's mm. what he was waiting for. But she was waiting for him to do it. No, I agree. I didn't, to be honest, as I said, I have my hands over my, over my eyes. I was just like, this is terrible. Like, Cooper. But, um, and then what happened? Did she go outside and she was about to hook up with Trina's husband or no? No, Trina's husband hit on her okay. and she was like not interested. And then Cooper came and knocked him out. That's right. <laughs> and the next scene, like them just, in the office. I just don't know that like I'm quite naturally a jealous person when it comes to relationships Mm -hmm. not in a like I don't care if you know with my friends and Mm. with people like my partner hugs all of our girlfriends like that doesn't bother me at Mm. all but if somebody's directly hitting on my husband I'll probably laugh it off in the beginning but then I'm like okay you can you can back it up now yeah and I think that I think everyone would be the same. Yes, and I mean, I wouldn't go and say that because I don't like confrontation. (laughs) But I I mean, I would step in if I had to, but I'd probably do it I would accidentally throw a drink at (laughs) it. I mean, I can't fight, but I'd try. (laughs) But like, I just, and this is why me personally, and now we're going on a different tangent, but the the orgy thing, like I couldn't be involved in that situation. I'm I'm sure I could watch, but I could not share my husband with someone because I... I wouldn't be able to get that vision out of my head. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I too jealous. I feel exactly the same. I just don't think that 
Yeah, you could ever forget that. No. And your friend, too. Yeah. I think that was pretty shit on her behalf, particularly when she knew they were having problems. Yeah. And I understand that she was trying to get them in the mood and get them relaxed, but I think you wouldn't do it yourself. Yeah. You would never. You would never. Well, and then, you know, further on, she turned out to be a bit of a bitch anyway. Yeah. Um, And she was – and she sort of – when Billy went to her – place to talk about it she was sort of like you're having problems in your marriage like just because your marriage isn't so like there was something oh and she's she got her own issues exactly, you know like yeah. clearly the partaking in these regular orgies I yeah it's just and but the, I mean each their own I just oh, I don't know zero judgment but she when that was taken away from her at the end she was a wreck so obviously yeah. she was holding on to that to keep together her marriage yes so there's just it's just a lot i know i'd love to um is there, and there needs to be like a q a with like the writer or the director or something just to be like yeah. let's like where were your thoughts around this <laughs> i just feel like i have a lot of unanswered questions yes. and i understand from a tv perspective they want to suck you That's in so they, they come back for yeah. season two but there's just i i did I did find the ending disappointing Mm. because I almost feel like, um, and I am very much open to things. I've got a friend who um, spent some time in a polyamorous relationship. I have lots of different friends in different sexual situations and I'm very open-minded. But I just was sort of disappointed in the ending because I thought, well, if somebody is impressionable in their marriage um, they're not communicating mm. and they are thinking about this. Is it almost glorifying that relationship or that affair outside mm. of your marriage? Yeah. And I think, I think they ro- romanticized him a bit too. Like I, Oh, totally. You know, so I think that in those moments of, you know, their flashback to their, their sex and their sort of fun lifestyle, we forgot how bad he was. Yeah. But you, do, you compare, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was watching it going, oh my God, I want mm. what she's having. Yes. <laughs> Hello. I thought that up until the penis scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I was like, is that comfortable for anyone? Yeah. I mean, how did he go, how does he go about his activities of daily living with that <laughs> it's appendage? It's a lot. It's a lot. My question is, does he roll it up or sort of tuck it to the <laughs> side because... Seriously, how? Um, so just... it's interesting. If you have not watched, which I, I'm sure if you're listening by now, you, you would have. You, we're talking about episode three. I think it's 19 minutes, 50 seconds. Oh, in. okay. <laughs> how many times have you been watching? <laughs> no. And the funny thing is I watched it with Dan. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I did put it on my story because everyone was like, you've got to capture your yes. reaction. And I knew there was a lot of hype around it, right? Like yeah. I knew that I knew that it was something to do with a penis. Mm-hmm. I had an assumption that it was a sex scene, to be honest. And then um, obviously that cut, I think that's what it was. It caught me off guard because I was yeah. like, in that particular situation, there's two men having a shower. There's nothing sexual about it, as mm-hmm. in there was not going to be anything happening between the two of them. Yes. So when he turns around and it's, it's huge. It is huge. I know. And it, like, I think because I was watching with Dan, it made me go red. Like, I was like, oh my God. Because I think as a woman, you look at it and you just go, I mean, that's a lot. 
That's well, a lot to take in, in all the ways. Yes. I think, I mean, Jason's reaction was, that's some sort of CGI shit. Or, that's like a prosthetic. <laughs> and I was like, so you've never seen one this big? And he's like, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I just, like. But apparently it's real. I have definitely heard it's real. And um, I was talking about this with my Pilates teacher earlier this morning because, you know, this is this is where we're at. Everybody yeah. loves a hype show, right? Yes. We love a show that we can delve into and gossip about. Yeah. And particularly when it's got to do with sex and penises. And yeah. Like, you know, we're all school kids at heart. Um, my Pilates teacher was saying to me, that apparently, because he's from Wollongong, I think, yeah. um, people from his hometown have actually confirmed that, yes, it is that large. And I find that so hilarious. Imagine being that person who, like, comes out to a magazine or an online, like, news platform and goes, yes, um, I actually had sex with him and it is that large. Yes, like, I know somewhere that, that um, he... Because of the size of it, he used to get it out of parties and just be oh. like, party trick. Here's my penis. I mean, you know those um, penis like penis puppeteers? Yeah. I feel like he would have done really well, well in that I role. had a, um, the Picasso at my hen's party. Oh, the fellow that you? paints his penis. Which I also remember seeing at the family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's a flashback. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, of all the things, he's he's done well for himself. He's ended up on a Netflix show that's yeah. getting a lot of hype. Um, but he could have been a penis puppeteer, which, you know, that's always a good backup, I think. Yeah, definitely. Good to have options. The other part of that scene that gets me is Cooper's face. Oh, my God. Like, he's already... Why Also, why is he, like, followed into the gym to, like... Just, he, yeah, he's gotten a know, bit, there's, there's, bit he's, so, he's just in a really um, prickly situation. He's not yeah. sure what to do. But when Brad turns around and Cooper sees it, like, and then his face is just like, holy shit. My wife's fantasizing about mm. this guy. And then look at the size of it. Of it. Like, How can I compete with that? I know, the poor guy. That, that size one to hug him and say, it's all I right, know. honey. And I just feel like it, you get the impression that he was quite vanilla pre her yeah you know like he's always been the good guy he's always been the you know gentleman Mm. so clearly his sex life was not as adventurous as hers but I just yeah I do it broke my heart I was just like and I Mm. feel I felt like I got secondhand anxiety towards the end like the last couple of episodes I was in my head I'm like girl what are you doing like I get it I get it because there's it's a deep-seated issue Mm. it's not just about the sex but you've got this beautiful family a Mm. man who is obsessed with you you're ruining it yes and that's why I think the next season would honestly be her being like this realization she got Mm. caught up hard she was really deep she and then she realizes no this he's exactly the same he hasn't changed yeah because i don't i don't think he would do you think he would change no i don't think you know he he's at her house with the ring and on the front lawn of her house and he's pouring her heart out but i think that's what they do though they do and she says that she says that you i know what you're gonna do you're gonna come back you're gonna knock on my door tomorrow and you're going to be begging me to forgive you and and telling me how much you like you love me but I also think that like say we're talking about we all know a guy that we've dated we've been around guys like this those guys are the lesson oh my god for us and then that is why we've ended up with 
you know, people, the people that we've married or that you're in, we're in a relationship with because yeah. we found a connection and that sort of love outside of this toxic dating life. Yeah. And that's, you know, a thank you to those guys mm. because we realised what was not right was what was unstable and unhealthy and that what we, we, we don't need in our lives. Yeah. And the thrill wears off. You know, the thrill is great, but there's so many highs and lows. Mm. And the reality is, is that the lows are normally more prominent than the highs. And this is, I think, where a lot of women do get caught up is that a lot of women do convince themselves that, oh, I can, I can help him change. He'll Mm. change for me. Or once we have a family, he'll change. And, you know, there's a lot of this dialogue around, well, you know, maybe it is me. You get caught up in that trap. But once you do come out of it and you break away, you go, that's (laughs) that's probably a lot of damage. And then you you are so grateful for the next guy. And this is, it's like you said, you know, the brads are always dangling that little something to keep you hooked Mm. and to keep you coming back. But will they ever deliver? No. Probably not. And she fantasized this life of what it would have been like with him. Mm. And I'm like, honey. I I found that really wrong that he was like in bed with the new baby and then like the the other children, like Cooper's children. Yes. I found that really wrong. I thought that was, yeah, I don't know. the other thing too is that I feel like he would have been a type, the type of guy to, like he was saying about saying that she was the crazy one or that she oh was the God. one like gaslighting, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he would be saying like, calm down. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's just, I'm drunk. Like at the wedding, he goes, I'm just, I'm really drunk when he was kissing. Yes. I think he said, oh, that made me so thought, angry. Oh no. I just, but I just thought the nerve of him at mm. her her cousin her cousin's wedding her family and everybody are inside and you're out macking out with someone like on the veranda yeah she's just had a miscarriage if he has the audacity Mm. to do that Mm. come on come on walk away is that not like the world's biggest red flag Mm. and then he sucks her back in yeah toxic so toxic. toxic and so that's why i think like there has to be, I don't know, some sort of like psychological, maybe she's going through some sort of like postpartum sort of yeah. adjustment where it's really, she's, she's struggling a lot. But right? it is like, you've, you've got a lot of hormones postpartum. There's a lot of feelings going on and mm. you definitely do think about a lot of things and you're, mm. you're grieving your old life yeah. while trying to embrace a new one. And that's mm. that whole concept of matrescence that mm. you're really uncovering a new version of yourself and it's okay to miss that old version of you. And I don't feel like it needs to completely disappear mm. unless you want it to, you know, like you can have a complete evolution and be like, that's not who I want to be anymore. Um, but it is a tough thing to navigate do you feel like and this is the question that she kept asking herself and she was asking her psychologist friend do you feel like you can have both in the one relationship do you feel like you can have that passion and that thrill and that excitement whilst having the love and the stability yes definitely I think you just have to work at it and it's communication and it's like you know talking about your friend that's a 
sex therapist go and go and see a sex therapist mm. you know really work on it because you you need to remember sometimes um i'll go through like photos on my computer just like jason and i in greece like in santorini Aww. like having a the mems a cocktail on the on the cliff side and i just think like you know when things get a bit tough and you just think no like we have built you know you've built a strong relationship um you've decided to you know spend your life together have children and like you just you get caught up in a lot of different postpartum emo- emotions and that transition to motherhood and i just think sometimes you need to like come back to the core and remember like why you love this person yeah in any case, really, like in any yeah. sort of situation, but say particularly with motherhood when things completely change, and I just think you need to sometimes be reminded. And I also don't, th- I, I don't think I personally haven't done this, but I think there's absolutely no shame in like seeing a psychologist as a or a sex therapist. I think it's great. Mm. I've always, my sort of thought in life is that everyone needs a psychologist. Oh, just totally, to run, just to run you know run past some ideas with them, yeah. just some different emotions <laughs> just give them a quick call hey just quickly um, <laughs> just i'm just feeling this way <laughs> i need to debrief on this situation and be like please leave me alone yeah. but i think it is really important because we've got to understand as well that different experiences can trigger different things in mm. us and you know i think a lot of us as adults carry around a a great deal of unhealed trauma and you might not even realize until mm. a certain situation arises and then you're like oh wow yes. that was a big reaction from me mm. and I feel like that's what happened with her yes and it is a good point to remember that you can talk about it and talk to your girlfriends talk to mm. your friends and that's the whole point of you know doing this podcast is that we need to be more open about it because it's not just you yes life feels different after kids mm. and Sex is very important. It's very, very important, but it's only a piece of the puzzle. Yes. It's not the whole thing. Yeah. And, and I think you can work you can work on it. If totally. there is if there is some, you know, it's fallen by the wayside, there's some problems, you can definitely work on it. And I think the other thing too is um in terms of matrescence and transitioning into that new mother motherhood role, um, and what you find joy in. Well, I might not go, be going out to 2, 3 a.m. on a Saturday night or being hungover all day Sunday. But, and it's funny, you and I here, I found beautiful new friendships. Yeah. And I've certainly, my friendships without children or in a different stage, super supportive, love them as well. However, so grateful that what I've found is these new motherhood friendships and we have a bloody great time. Yes. <laughs> and we've transitioned from late nights that go to 2, 3 a.m. to long lunches uh-huh. because then you can get tipsy, be hungover at dinner time yeah. and be fine the next day to parent. And it's ideal. It's my I, sweet spot. Yes. I totally agree. Um, I love it. And um, I was saying to my cousin on Sunday also we went to lunch and saying I'm not really good in social situations anymore like I'm really only good in social situations with other mums because I feel like I don't have as much to talk about anymore so what are you guys listening to what's the 411 (laughs) what are the cool jams (laughs) absolutely or like yeah I just I don't know I feel like totally um, Yeah. yeah because it's hard because you don't want to be that person who's like so the boys are doing this mm. but at the same time like yes you've I mean you've gone back to work now part-time and so you kind of have a bit of both of that but yeah they're, they're such a huge part of your world and it's hard to understand if you're not a mom and it's not that you can't maintain those relationships but it almost feels like well 
what is in my life that they don't sort of come into, you know? And it's, again, as you said, it's a season, you know, things, it will pass and you'll reconnect again and it'll be as if nothing's changed. Yes. Um, But I think, yeah, stopping and realising, like, this is just a moment in time and it sort of it's it's all part of our I know I hate the word journey but it's all part of <laughs> like it's part of it is our journey it is our journey yes. namaste <laughs> and I think um sort of wrapping that up circle circling back on the whole point around sex is just a piece of the puzzle mm. and the toxicity is not worth the thrill and you know that won't wear off too you know that glamorous amazing sex she wouldn't have been having that with Brad all the time because she's got kids. Yeah. Like you, you can't just constantly leave the kids so you can bang one out in an underground tunnel for the trains. <laughs> like it's just not realistic. Yes, and if she separates from Cooper, it's probably going to be every couple of weekends. Yeah, you know? like and I just I don't think that she would trust Brad anyway. So yeah, it's never you know. It's a whole thing. Well, I mean, there was a lot to unpack. Before we wrap up, and thank you for all of your commentary on this. I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours and we probably will after we stop recording because there's a lot of things... Like, I should have actually written this down as I was watching it. I don't traditionally do that when I was watching TV I was thinking that when you asked me, I'm like, should I write down some notes? Yeah. Is Danny (laughs) going to think I'm weirdo, rock up with an A4 book? Be like, right, let's debrief episode one. Um, We could have done that for sure. Mm. I'm a huge advocate of mum life balance. You know, it's a big thing for me. I think it's super important. I love to encourage it. I think every mum needs to have it and it needs to be more than just a freaking bubble bath. Um, self-care goes a lot deeper than that. I like to call it the me before mummy. What is something that you do to reconnect with that lane pre-kids? Well, I know you just said not the bubble bath, but I have to say. <laughs> hey, bubble baths are great. It yeah. just needs to be more than just a bubble bath. I... I think definitely going out for lunch, having a drink with a friend or group of friends. I, I really like that. I find that that I'm just taking a handbag and it's just me and, mm. you know. But, um, well, maybe the escapism of honestly watching, like, a, a TV show yep. or reality. Like, I love Real Housewives. Same. Um, so <laughs> We've debriefed like on that quite say, a lot. <laughs> about the um, – bubble bath I feel like what got me through the first year of um twins was honestly having a bath a glass of wine and watching the real housewives what a dream just blocking out the sounds of my two boys screaming and Jason running around, it's okay, don't come out, it's okay. <laughs> you're like that um, Kermit the Frog meme where he's taking a sip and you're like, that's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> I am off the clock for 45 minutes. <laughs> Mummy's not ready yet. No. Um, but yeah, and then also just like having those free days of just doing simple things without without the boys. Mm. Like I think that's probably one thing that I've realized with little kids is that you really – you have to simp- – like it's just bringing you back to a more simple life and just slowing it down and just taking moments. So like even if it is half a day where like I'm going to get takeaway coffee, I'm listening to a podcast in the car on the way, go for a walk or go to a Pilates class or just go to the shops. Like just simple because I don't mm. – really have the mind space to take on too much more oh totally like you know what I mean like I think I'm trying to think of like something like oh I would go and I would watch a documentary I'd read a book I'm sorry I don't (laughs) I'm sorry I'm like why am I saying sorry I like yeah (laughs) I'm just bring it back to really simple and something that just is a bit of an escape for a moment I think it the point 
of that is that you're appreciating the more simple things and it may not be you know scooting off to bloody the Gold Coast for a weekend at a random spontaneity event like something like that it's just those simple moments where you get some time to yourself or you get to do something just for you and it's those little things that you do take for granted pre-kids and it's Mm. I, I don't think you can even ever really express to someone how much things will change and obviously it's a fine line too you don't want to scare people but it's it's hindsight's a beautiful thing you don't appreciate what you've got until it's gone Mm. so just having the ability to yes slow down and take you don't have that much time you need to you know if you if you're going to i think i remember like the first couple of times that i left the boys for a couple of hours or for a day um and i would try and like just fit in a million things yes. or like try and okay I'm gonna go do this and like it would just I'd be overwhelmed by mm. the end of the day or, or more tired because I'm like I just tried to fit in all these things and I just go with the flow now yeah and yeah slowing down and appreciating the little things definitely and also you know relationships what we've been talking about definitely you know a dinner or a lunch or a night away with your partner um is a does a world of difference oh yeah yeah I mean you talk about your kids quite a bit but that's always going to happen but I just think like we Jason and I have really enjoyed the times that we've had just alone yep it's nice it gives you the opportunity to really see each other you know when you're at home and you're in the routine and in the madness Mm. it's it's difficult because you lose sight. It's more like you do this job, I do this job, you know, mm. working as a team. Um, or sometimes it's resentment. Sometimes it's like, well, I've done this or I'm more tired mm. than you. Who's more tired? When you're yeah. just one-on-one again, you get to reconnect and be like, ah, oh, mm. this is And, and look back at how far you've come. Yes. And all the amazing things you've done amongst yep. sleep deprivation, a lot of different emotions. That <sighs> makes you stronger. Oh, absolutely. It we does. love just thinking back, like – could, could laugh, could cry, just moments yeah. in those first few months and just be like, and you guys were in the same, like just thinking, oh my gosh, like I felt like this, but we did it together. You individually and as a couple grow enormously. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, like I said, lot to unpack, lot of learnings there. I mean, I hope they wanted it to be that deep because we've made it that deep. <laughs> it wasn't just about the big penis in, in episode three. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. I have absolutely adored chatting oh, with you on here. I mean, I always you. do. We'll obviously be chatting after we stop recording. But yes, thank you again so absolutely. much for your insights. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for a chat. I hope you got the opportunity to pop a bottle or pop your headphones in and get a little bit of time to yourself. If you did, feel free to share it on socials and tag at Mummy Republic or at Danny Rogers. And if you want to hear more conversations, Stations, click on that subscribe button and leave a rating and a review so you can let other listeners know what they're in for. In the meantime, don't forget to take a breath, take some time for yourself and know that you're doing a damn good job. I hope I've inspired you to connect a little more with the me before mummy. See you next week.